Bonjour, you're watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. My name is TK Trinidad, aka the Canadian Assassin, and I am not alone. She is the Ultimate Wrestling Network on-air correspondent, and she is also a cat mom. Please welcome Emily May. Hey, everyone. <laughs> hey, hey. And this wonderful woman, this lady, this amazing specimen. She is also a cat mom and she is a professional wrestler. Please welcome Sarah the Rebel. You know, for anyone just listening, TK did roll her eyes during that intro. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And we have such amazing stuff and it's fun. Um, we have news. We have stars of the week, that good stuff. And we have a special guest. I know you guys are not here to see us all the time. You have seen her recently killing it on AEW. She is the queen of the North. Please welcome Freya the Slayer. Hey, how's it going? Also a cat mom. Hey. Yes, oh, cat moms no. all the way. I know she's already on my lap. I'm sure she'll be back at some point. Oh. I've watched a couple of your uh, matches and they are absolutely amazing. Let's kind of talk about the stuff with AEW as of late. How did that all come about? So I was had planned a trip to go to New Jersey to work with Russell Pro there because I've been working so much with Russell Pro Alaska. And so it was like, okay, great. I'll go down and work with your talent, you know, in the lower 48. And then when I got there, Jersey had just shut down. And so the promoter was like, I feel so bad that you flew all the way from Alaska. It was like five flights to get here and my show's canceled. So let me see what I can do for you. I'll get you booked somewhere. Just, you know, I'll, I'll get something. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, something. And then he calls me. He's like, so I got you a couple bookings at AEW. Oh, wow, okay. He's like, better than my show. And I was like, I, wow. So super out of the blue, just like the week before I went, it got set up. Oh, nice. So then what mm -hmm. was your experience there like? Because I'm like having a visual of what I would do, like just kind of mm -hmm. looking around. And now all of a sudden I'm here, TV, amongst folks. Uh, so what was your experience like? It was really great, actually. Um, the wrestling world isn't that big. So I had a lot of familiar faces that I knew. One of the first people I saw was Danny Jordan that I wrestled at um, NWA Power. And so that was awesome to see her again because I hadn't seen her since we had wrestled before. And it was honestly a um, really nice atmosphere. Everyone was super cool and friendly. I was freezing, by the way, though. I had no clue that they tape outdoors. I don't know why I, like, I knew it, but I didn't think about it. And we didn't go on till maybe two or three in the morning. And it was so cold. It's probably the coldest I've ever wrestled. And being from Alaska, it was comical was how cold I was. I know. I was like, you're from Alaska. I feel like I you know. should be used to that. But, like... Yeah, but when it's that cold, I'm not half naked, you know, standing around waiting to wrestle. And it was just, it was freezing. <laughs> so, so what was your experience back backstage and, you know, when you were meeting people, like that moment when you first kind of saw everything around you? That's so hard. I don't know. It was, it was all such a rush. Like it happened so quickly. I didn't really have time to process it. It was like, okay, let's just go. You know, mm -hmm. we got to get into work mode instantly. But everyone was super friendly and inviting and, you know, helping me with anything I needed. And so it went pretty smoothly from that perspective. And it was great to like, 
like Sarah, there were so many wrestlers that I had been friends with online, but maybe not met because I do live so far away. So it was like, oh, nice to meet you all. And that was really cool too. Was there anyone in particular that stood out to you that gave you advice or kind of like directed you in a way that helped you for your big moment? Yeah, actually one of my favorite wrestlers has always been Goldust slash Dustin Rhodes. Just always been a huge fan of him. And then he agented all my matches. And so that was really cool. You know, like someone that you've looked up to and like watched their tape for study and things like that are now helping you and agenting you and like working with you in the ring. So that was something I definitely never thought that I would ever do. Right. Like you have this list of goals of things you want in wrestling or in whatever career you have. And you have these things really high on the list that are like, well, that's probably never going to happen, but it would be so amazing if it did. And so when I have gotten some of these opportunities and have been able to check those things off the list, I just feel super appreciative and honestly blessed that I've been put in some of the positions I have been. After you were finished the AW, because you did a few matches there, um, mm -hmm. is there going to be like, are, is there, was there further contact? Are you going to be there for more episodes or? You know, I honestly don't know. They, everything ended on really positive terms, but they have so many people that want to work there. I honestly don't know. I would obviously love to, but it all just kind of depends, you know, on their taping, what they're doing. And so that door is definitely open on my end, though. So what is the Alaska wrestling scene like? Are there a lot of places to go? Do you feel like you guys are cut off from opportunities or like just for for people in the mainland states? What's it like with indie wrestling in Alaska? It's way different than wrestling anywhere else, I would probably say, because Alaska is so spread out. Right. We're all it's all so big. Like I live six hours away from the closest other promotion school. But then at one point when I started, there was maybe 11 of us wrestling in Alaska, maybe 10 at that time. So there's not many of us and we're all so spread out. Uh, there wasn't a school when I started. I was just training with other wrestlers here. I have driven at least six hours for almost every show I've worked in Alaska. And even just to train is definitely different than everywhere else. And so now we have a school and I think we're up to 20 people, which is amazing. The number of wrestlers has definitely grown, but I feel like that's pretty different than everywhere else. Most places have so much wrestling. So that's like a lot. So like, are you still a teacher, right? You're still currently a teacher. I actually, um, before COVID quit my full-time job to focus on wrestling. <laughs> it was one of those things where you're like, oh, this is going to be such a great opportunity. And I had put in for it. Uh, February, the end of February of last wow. year. And I was oh. like, okay, perfect. I'm taking the step. I'm quitting my full-time salary job. And then a couple weeks later, COVID hit. And I was like, that's oh, the no. dumbest thing I've ever oh, done. Man. <laughs> well, but, you know, maybe it happened for a reason. And that is what they say. Like if you go full hearted into your dream, you know, so yeah. that, but that, that's a bad timing right there. Comically bad. Honestly, I still have been teaching though. I teach online. I teach kids in China English. And so I've been doing that. Like I had another job lined up that was more flexible, but it was still just like, <laughs> of course, the university would do that, wouldn't you? <laughs> Sometimes the universe works in really weird ways. Oh my God. <laughs> so you've been 
you've been teaching a little bit. And then, so how have you been trying to keep up with wrestling in the midst of a pandemic and training and stuff like that? I know everyone's been doing it in different ways. How have you been handling that? So Alaska, for better or worse, doesn't have a lot of laws or regulations regarding COVID. Just the nature of Alaska, we've had less cases than most places because we are so spread out. And so I've actually had been on quite a few shows since COVID. I don't think that's really been the case most places. We did a two-day tour with WrestlePro in February, and we had you know, four or 500 people book shows, like it felt like completely normal wrestling, which was insane. We were in really small towns as well. And they had had very, very few COVID tests or COVID cases, excuse me. And so that was just crazy. Like all these people were like, is this an old show? And we're like, no, this is happening right now. And then a few of the local promotions have had shows as well, which has been nice, but it has been challenging, you know, because I am so far away from where the school is. And I honestly wouldn't go train right now anyways there but I am going back to New Jersey to do some training in a couple weeks um so it's just trying to like go as far as I can and make the best of this time and since I did take off time from work and quit my job it's like okay we gotta do something with it and so just any opportunity if people are like yeah you can come work with us or we might be able to get you booked such and such place I'm like okay on a plane so tell us about i mean i have a feeling how it came about but the queen of the north like how you came up with that and maybe like both you and sarah can speak to this you know wrestlers come and they have their gimmick for lack of a better word just doesn't make sense it's like okay this is what they look like but this is what they're doing it's just all over the place yours is very it makes sense to me so kind of tell us like how you how you came about. It kind of fell into it. When I first started, I was thinking, okay, I want to do something that's related to like Norse or like Arctic culture, even though that's not my ethnicity at all. But just being from Alaska, I was like, that seems like it kind of fits, which is why I got Freya too. And I was like, okay, I need a name that no other wrestler has. And so I went down a deep rabbit hole trying to find something unique. And then I did this kind of like Viking thing for a little bit. And honestly, the fans started just calling me the queen of the North. And so I was like, oh, well, this seems like such a better fit because I am the only female wrestler in our whole state. And so I think instantly just wrestling all the men, they were like, okay, the the only female. So you're not a Viking. What are you? No, I don't know. That's a great question. They came to Alaska one day, they settled down (laughs) here and that's what we're doing. (laughs) I don't know if you guys watch Futurama, but I always joke that it's like if the the women remember the death by Snoo Snoo. Yes, I do. Yes. If they lived in Alaska. That's my gift. <laughs> mixed with, you know, a little bit of like Valkyrie Amazonian women of the North. I went through like a deep dive of some of it, your social media, and you have these pictures in the hot springs. Please tell me where we can find these hot springs. You, you mentioned five plane rides to New Jersey. So how long would it take to get from <laughs> LA to wherever those hot springs are? Actually, from LA, that'd be easy. You just have to... Seattle flies into Alaska. And so where I live in Fairbanks, it's less than an hour drive to those hot springs. They're called the China hot springs. There's hot springs all over Alaska, but that's one that's like the most easily accessible. They have a whole resort built around it. And it's amazing, like life-giving, I would say. It feels so great. I've been going since I was a kid and now they have renovated it so much and there's giant outdoor rock pools. 
Not going to lie. It's oh my like God. my one stop. If people come to Alaska, I'm like, okay, this is what you've got to do. That yeah. sounds amazing. I think that's the, that's the only thing I want to do. It's like when I go there, it's just right. me there. Get some healing yeah. powers there. I know. And it's ideal to go in the winter. I would never suggest people come visit Alaska in the winter. But in the summer, I just overheat. It's so warm. But in the winter, you're like upper body's cold and your lower body's warm. It's like the perfect perfect temperature regulation. Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I'll, I'll stick to the warm weather. So what's the game plan after? I mean, I, I don't want to say like after this is over because we don't know what's going to be happening. We're in 2021 now. But, you know, you you did quit your job and this is what you want to dedicate your, your, your life for. And you've done some amazing things. What's the game plan for your wrestling career? That's a great question. I honestly don't know. I When I started wrestling, I didn't think that it would become much, you know, being in Alaska, being the only woman with only 10 of us, it was like, okay, this is something I love to do. I'm just going to do it as much as I can to the best of my ability. And I believe in this philosophy called pranoia, the opposite of being paranoid. So it's like believing that the universe is conspiring on your behalf instead of against mm -hmm. you. And so just really going into it thinking like, okay, so that situation was horrible that I quit my job and had nothing then, but what, what can come out of it. Like you said, you know, something positive will come. And so that's kind of where I'm looking right now. Like, well, I'm just going to keep working hard and trying to be the best wrestler I can be and believing that something will come from that, be it wrestling related or not. So a lot of people who don't wrestle don't know that there's actually a pretty big difference between wrestling guys and wrestling women for a lot of people. So the you said you mostly, it sounds like you mostly wrestled guys. So was it a big adjustment for you uh, wrestling women? How did that go? It honestly was super different. I'm used to working people that are my same size. I'm about six feet tall. So most of the men I wrestle are my height or shorter, honestly. So then when I started wrestling women that were so much smaller than me, it's a completely different story that you're telling. Honestly, some women have been like, I don't even know what I'm going to do with you. Like, what are we going to do? You're so much bigger than me. So that's definitely been an adjustment because up until maybe a year ago, I had wrestled way more men than women. Um, I've probably had less than half of my matches have been with women. Yeah, that's something that... Um uh, like I said, a lot of people just aren't even aware of. So as a small person, generally, most of the women I wrestle are, are going to be my height. But there are women like you who are six feet. And when we get to them, we're like, uh, I don't normally have to do this kind of match. So I don't really know what to I can't clothesline you. Yeah, right? <laughs> whole things. So I love that you mentioned that. So as far as dream matches, do you have like a list of people like, man, I can't wait to get my hands on this person, guy or girl? I don't know more. I've never really had like dream matches that I would want to have. It's more like opportunities to have things to try. I'm really excited for a couple matches I have upcoming this April. I'm working um, Serena Deeb five times on a tour. So that'll be really exciting. And I'm doing a tag actually with my partner. He and I are working her and Matt Cross. That was a dream match I didn't know I ever had, but I'm pretty excited for that one. I honestly have liked being surprised with matches I've gotten. I can't think off the top of my head of someone that's like, oh, I would love to work them. My dream match was is someone who was retired. I always wanted to work Awesome Kong, like one of my top three favorite wrestlers of all time. And so when she stopped wrestling, it was like, well, now, now I don't even know. 
Yeah, but with wrestling, I feel like wrestling is, again, let me know if this is offensive or not. Wrestling is kind of like soap operas. You know, when somebody dies on a soap opera, they never really die. Like they always, some for some reason, pop up somewhere else. And I feel like that's the same thing with retirement. Like I was watching um, Daniel Bryant the other day. And if you remember, he had this huge retirement thing like two or three years ago. And it's completely, you know, we completely understand why he did it. But now he's back in the ring. And it's just kind of like, I feel like anybody who says that they're retiring, I I mean, like, I was like, that's great, you know, take some time off. But I always see a possibility. So with Awesome Kong, I definitely see a possibility with her coming back. Because I think when we interviewed her at one point, she was like officially done. And then all of a sudden you see her at AEW. So... That's true. Yeah. And we just recently spoke with Taylor Wilde, who she said, you know, she's been retired 10 years and said, never, never, never. Mm-hmm. And now she's about to come back. So yeah, you never know. It's it just, it's, it's all about timing and yeah. you know, the right opportunity. And wrestling is a hard drug to quit. Honestly, it's hard to explain to other people why it just grabs a hold of you and you don't want to let it go. Even my parents are like, so you're done with this wrestling hobby, right? And I'm like, no, actually I'm quitting my job and going into it more. And if people aren't wrestling, sometimes it's really hard for them to understand. Like, why would you want to go hurt yourself in front of people? Like you're constantly in pain. Like why? But there's just something about wrestling. I don't know if it's the adrenaline rush. Maybe you can better describe it, Sarah, but there's just something about it that, grabs onto you and if you get the bug like actually describe it the same way as you i have no clue why we're all so banana hat like we cannot stop ourselves we'll say no no i'm done okay i'm back no no i'm done i'm okay i'm back it's like an almost like an abusive relationship i hate to say but you know because it hurts and it's hard and you don't really get a lot out of it um yeah no idea why we all can't seem to quit my my mom the other day was like so why don't you ask if you can be a referee when wow comes back and i'm like what (laughs) i don't want to be a referee what's wrong with you oh so what did your parents you you said you were talking to your parents about coming back and kind of like pursuing this even more how did they how'd they take it i don't think they were honestly so surprised because that's kind of how i've been in life is just like i'll get a wild hair and just do something completely random i've done that many times and so they weren't so surprised I think they're just tired of hearing about me in pain honestly I have never had like a big injury but it's all these like little lingering ones that you just kind of ignore for a really long time Um, and so they're like yeah you know maybe you shouldn't need to take ibuprofen every single day I'm like I mean yeah but it'll be fine so I think that's honestly their biggest worry. My dad's so funny. I don't want to have kids, but every time I wrestle, he's like, I'm sure you can't have kids anymore. Like he's so concerned <laughs> about my uterus. Like, <laughs> it'll be okay. He's like, no, that one really, I can tell. <laughs> Man, your dad's giving you the ultimate guilt trip there. He really is. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, so tell us about this match with Katarina. It was um, it was a really, really, it was a great match. Uh, she's been on the show as well. But you guys told like an amazing story. And I'm just a fan of, I mean, if there were like a drink 
tab on every show that I've did that I talk about wrestling. I say storyline like a billion <laughs> times. It was it was really a, just a great story. Like you guys told that story without even saying anything. And I'm a super fan of that. So, you know, how did that come about? And, you know, did she give you any advice before or after the match? Yeah, she was really great to work with. I really love working people who really do have a clear vision of what they want. And that's funny you say story because that's the first thing she said when I met her was like, okay, let's tell a really good story. And from there, it was so easy to work with her because once you have someone else who really does care about moments in the match and not just wrestling spots and getting things in instantly, it's like, okay, now we can really do something. And so I really did enjoy working her and it was great that I got to work her two nights in a row. I think once you've worked someone multiple times, you just have so much more chemistry and things flow a little better and you know what to expect. So that was definitely, I would love to work her again. Honestly, she's super sweet and gave me, she really did um, explain to what she was thinking. She's been wrestling for so long, right? That she just has this, like, it's hard to explain, but she had this vision in her head ahead of time of like what she was thinking. And once she laid it out, it was like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense how that could work out in the ring. So it's awesome that that did portray when you watched it. Yeah, she's one of the vets that really is so generous. There are some vets you run into who like, they kind of big time you and they're like, you have to prove yourself to them and then they'll become your friend and then they'll give you advice. But Katarina is not like that. She's like, let's work together. And it's, it's, she's just wonderful to work with. Yeah. And she's also the voice of women's wrestling talk to, by the way. So shout out to her. Yeah, um, she is. So we have AEW under the belt and I don't know um, if you know, but we, this show has like magical powers. And um, as far as, you know, what you want to do, is there any promotion that you can kind of see yourself in or that you would love to work with? I've always wanted to go to Japan. If I had a list, that's like the top of my list. I love Japanese wrestling from like the 90s, 1000s, like Bull Nakano, Asia Kong. Those are some of my favorite um, matches in wrestling. And so I would really love to go to Japan either stardom marvelous that would if you have magical power throw it that way well, do, it, I, yes. <laughs> do it universe and then i mean i don't even want to say so I, the first words that come to my mind is like you're stuck in alaska and i know you're not stuck in alaska <laughs> but do you plan on moving because now what you do as far as teaching wise you can do that online so do you want to like move somewhere else to be closer to like other promotions or are you trying to build because i know you've helped build the um, Alaska wrestling. So are you going to stay to help build that a little bit more? That was my plan. I had initially planned on moving to Las Vegas once that school year was over. So this last summer was my plan to move there. And then obviously COVID happened. I still visited and trained at FSW for a couple weeks just to feel it out. But it kind of seems like the West Coast is going to be shut down a lot longer. So at this point, I'm kind of just trying to take as many longer trips to the East Coast as I can and go from there. But I would move in an instant. I, as long as I can bring my pets with me, I'm happy to go. Oh, you said pets. How many pets do you have? I have one cat and one dog. And I'm kind of shocked they haven't come to bug me yet, honestly. Oh, we love, you know, we love our animals here. 
It was so funny because Emily really looked like looked looked lean towards the screen, like as if she can see into your house. <laughs> I just tried to see the cat from here. I know. Yeah. It was hilarious. So I, I wanted to ask you about NWA Power and what that experience was like because you've you've had some you've had AEW, you've had NWA Power, and NWA Power kind of exploded all over the scene, and you know everyone's loved that. I know we're still kind of waiting on programming for the next year or so but how was that experience for you that was another super unexpected experience i was on instagram and billy corgan just sent me a dm and asked me to be on the show and i was <laughs> for sure thought i was getting catfished that it was fake and i'm reading it like yeah yeah okay and then i look a little closer and i was like oh my god that really is him and so and then even so, even after that, I was like, well, that's never going to happen because I didn't hear from him for like from a month. And then all of a sudden I got a call from them that was like, hey, can you come in three days? Okay, yeah, I'll fly right there. And that was a whirlwind. In retrospect, I would have never done that the way I did because by the time I got there, I hadn't slept in two days and I flew all night and then got there and immediately went to wrestle and was so sleep deprived. And so that's another experience that was just a whirlwind. It just went by so quickly. And I, I really, I value my sleep. And so I would never recommend wrestling for TV in a new experience without sleeping. Yeah, I can only imagine. Oh. Like, where's, where's hard cam? You yeah, you're like, hard cam. you're like, oh, there's people <laughs> <Right>. here. <laughs> But even so, like I'm, I'm my biggest critic and I have really high expectations for myself in the ring. And so even so, like, I'm like, man, I really feel like I should have and could have done better. Even so, like I had to take it as a learning experience, like, okay, right. This, this has happened and I did it and I was on TV and there was, you know, that was my first time ever working TV. And I was, had to tell myself, like, you've never done this before you did it. And now, like, what can we do better next time? Like, I've already done it. So I felt like, okay, now when I'm in this opportunity again, I know I can do it because I've done it before. And I know I can, you know, perform better next time, which is how I went into AW. Like, I'm really appreciative for the NWA Power experience because I feel like I would have been so much more starstruck. And I mean, maybe not starstruck, but just like, had imposter syndrome even more if I hadn't have had that experience ahead of time. Because that's something, again, another thing that people who don't wrestle might not know is indie wrestling versus wrestling in a studio versus wrestling for a live television show. Each of these are completely different and you have to do slightly different things. You know, in an indie show, if you go two minutes over, no big deal. If you're wrestling at OVW and there's a commercial break, you absolutely can't. I was going to ask you if that was your first TV experience. Did anyone give you advice or anything before you went on or were you just kind of left to, to figure it out? They had wanted, they had this idea for what they were doing with the circle squared where they gave us nothing. They gave us a time and that was it. And so Danny and I were like, okay, let's, let's just try. And so no agent, no anything like that. And uh, I mean, definitely some of the other workers helped us out, but they were like, we really just want to see what you can do with zero guidance. Go. Wow. Right. So how did you think about that match as you were crafting it as your because it is for TV with, you know, a live audience? Like, how does that how did that change how you crafted that? 
most TV, I don't think people think about it, but when you're wrestling for just a normal show, you really do wrestle to the crowd, mm -hmm. right? But then when you're wrestling for studio, you're wrestling, you're ignoring the crowd completely most of the time and you're wrestling for these cameras that are roving around. And so that, like Sarah said, is such a different experience. Like normally you wanna play to the crowd, but in that situation, no, don't play to the crowd, play to these cameras and pretend that you're working toward a fan when really it's a giant camera in your face. Because mm -hmm. you could have thousands more people watching via, you know, the camera exactly. and that's that's a big deal. So and the director is, you know, because I've been backstage where I have my headset on and I hear the director calling it and all of those cameras and how they work is so important and integral. And when you are in there, like it's all it's all has to be seamless, you know, and um, yeah. so I commend you for doing that. <laughs> right. Or even for studio. Um if you turn to face the audience, your back is now to the camera. To, That's yeah. something a lot of people don't know. That's a little movie TV magic that you know, whenever you watch TV shows like uh, like Championship Wrestling or NWA. And it's so hard to break that habit <laughs> as a wrestler. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you, yeah, you're right, Sarah. Like if you've never done anything in front of the camera and you're always used to doing it towards the audience, like your back is going to be towards hard cam, which is you're just you're blocking out 75% of your audience. So yeah. it's a, always an adjustment. <laughs> and it's also crazy too, to think of like in the new, you know, world we're in at the moment, even when, um, you know, WWE still continued on when the rest of the world was shut down and you have these wrestlers for the first time, not like using the audience and some of them, you know, a few of them strive, but a lot of them was just like, womp, womp. And I get it because you get your energy from other people. So it's just so crazy how, you know, you have to adjust. Again, storyline, if you really kind of tap into that, then you can kind of pull that energy from within the story opposed to kind of using the other person. So it's just amazing thing that you do because you have to think of so many integral things on a split second that nobody has any idea. So kudos to, you know, kudos to you both for sure. However, are we ready to start rapid hot tag? So what that is, is that I'm going to ask you a few questions and you're going to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Women's wrestling talk, rapid hot tags. Is brought to you by Goalie Nutrition, the world's first apple cider vinegar gummy. And now you can use the code TKTrinidad5 to get your discount today. So make sure you check that out. So the first question is your favorite quarantine snack. Oh gosh, ice cream. Oh my God, I That's love ice cream. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Even though we're in Alaska, Alaskans eat more ice cream per capita than any other snake, despite really? it being cold. Yeah, I believe it. What's your favorite flavor? Oh, I like fruity ice cream. Give me anything like strawberry cheesecake, something like that. Yum. Mm, okay. It's been a while since I've had ice cream. Uh, do you prefer working out at uh, working out at home or in the gym? Gym, definitely the gym. Do you uh, prefer cooking at home or ordering out? 50-50 split. I like both. What in, your life, what in your life are you most grateful for? My family supporting me through all of my crazy ideas. And even if they <laughs> question them, them just still having my back on all of it. Touche. Uh, your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have to save, make one final dash to save one item. 
what would you get? I would probably grab my computer, which sounds awful, but all of my work life is on it. And I would, it would be so challenging if I did not have it. Google Docs. I think Google Docs is like the best invention ever because you can (laughs) just leave your computer and everything's on the Google Docs. Yeah, but if you You have stuff that needs to be private. Yeah, exactly. Of course you can. Well, I mean... I guess so. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll take that. Uh, if you were if you were able to live to the age of ninety and retain either the mind or body of thir- of a thirty year old for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Mm, mind, because I feel like without it, what do you have? Right, hot body. A hot body. Yeah. But do you know you have a hot body if you don't have your mind? Would it matter? I get to be so Sarah and TK. Sarah and TK are on team body, and I'm always the lone host that chooses team mind. So we're together on a team. I feel like my body already is like past the body of a 30 year old. I already feel like like a 50 year old, so it doesn't really. It's like yeah. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the aches and pains of a of an athlete you'll feel no matter what. But I mean, because you're you're putting your body through it, you look good. So it all makes sense in the sauce, right? <laughs> She's like, no, not at all. <laughs> all right. So we are going to get into the star of the week really quick. Women's wrestling talk star of the week with Sarah the Rebel. Star of the Week is brought to you by Label My Keys. Use code Talk for 50% off all orders. Today's Star of the Week is Genocide. Formerly known as Jenna Van Muscles, Genocide trained under TNA's reign and made her debut in 2011 at NWA Battlezone. She has wrestled at ACW, Ring Warriors, Pro Wrestling Kingdom, Rise, and Mission Pro, among many other places, and she has previously served as enhancement talent at NXT versus Sonya Deville. She's currently appearing on AEW Dark. She looks amazing on the screen, and we hope AEW will eventually sign the Bionic Beast. Follow her at Genocide000 and tell her Women's Wrestling Talk sent you. And if you want to learn more about a star of the indie wrestling scene, please shoot us your suggestion for future stars of the week. And don't forget to check out Label My Keys. If you're a hiker, a real estate agent, or just someone who wants extra peace of mind, Label My Keys is a perfect way to prevent lost keys or to help you stay organized. Visit LabelMyKeys.com and enter the code WW talk for 50% off your order. Thank you, Sarah. Um, so where can everybody find you? All your social media. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If you search Freya the Slayer, I will come up. I appreciate it. We thank you so much for hopping on um hopping on the call and I left or the interview. I left out all the weird like Alaska questions because being from Canada, people ask me weird Canadian questions like do we live in eagles and stuff? Right. But now I understand why people ask because there are some questions that I definitely could Google, but I kind of, you know, I kept them to myself because I'm like, no. You know, I, you know, you would appreciate it if I don't ask them. So I appreciate you <laughs> so much for coming on the show. I've been like oversharing for 2021. I guess that's just what's going to be happening. Um, I appreciate you so much for coming on the show. We definitely look forward to like so much stuff. Like I said, those matches that I've seen um, beyond AEW are absolutely amazing. And I, I just feel... I just feel like there's just something about you and something about your style that it's just... There's, there's something coming your way. So I definitely, definitely, you know, look forward to the rest of your wrestling career. There's Sarah's cat. Um, and as we close, Sarah and Sarah's cat, where can everybody find you? 
You can find me at Sarah the Rebel. Sarah's an H is God of the Bible intended. Be sure to check out my Patreon. You can find Bailey on my Instagram. I'm surprised <laughs> Bailey doesn't have his, his wait, his or her? There's a reason, his. There, there is a reason, but yeah, I've been asked. <laughs> All right, Emily May, where can everybody find you? You can find me and all of my fun wrestling stuff and my cats on all social media platforms at Emily May Heller, and that's May with an E. No, no cat Instagram either? I do not have a se separate cat Instagram. You're just going to have to follow it on mine. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for uh, watching the show. We really, really appreciate it. You can follow us on all social media at www.talkpod on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Also, you can get our very new website. Everything is up there. We have the host stuff and we're having like, you know, additional stuff and eventually merch, all that good stuff, which is www.talkpod.com. You can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. Till next time, guys. Ciao. <laughs>